This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What is up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I am sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. Of course, yes. right now, this this will be coming out in December. Yes. So we got holidays we coming We got the up. holidays, it's, yes. Uh, one of my favorite times of year, man. For sure. My same. Absolutely. I love the holiday season. Very excited for it and all the people and all the food. So, heck yes. I hope you're all enjoying your holiday season as well. And uh, today, we've got a great topic, something that Aaron and I both know very, very well. We're going to talk about some strength standards. So today, I really want to get you focused on a better way to stay motivated in the gym. We're going to talk about things like how many push-ups should a pro wrestler actually be able to do, and just about setting some physical standards for your performance. All right. So, guys, to be a pro... You have to train like a pro, and not just in the ring, but in the gym as well, okay? A pro wrestler should understand the importance and value of physical fitness without needing to be constantly motivated to work out, all right? Setting physical standards of performance for your body is a great way to fuel that motivation and keep you focused on goals beyond just your aesthetics, the way you look. All right, so guys, real quick, before we dive even further into this, head on over to Facebook because there's been some great posts in our private group lately about gear, about um, physical fitness and their journeys on our Strong Style program, etc. You can get on our private Facebook group at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, join up and check out all the cool conversations going on on there and discuss the podcast if you'd like to. Yeah, John, and we've had, I think I've approved like 10 new members mm-hmm. here like in the last week, so mm-hmm. the, so it's growing pretty quickly. So if Absolutely. you're if you're... I knew, and you've heard about the podcast, man. Thanks for joining that group. Uh, we really appreciate it. For sure. Let us know what brought you to us. Was there a specific episode that made you really want to sign on? Um, is there a specific topic we've talked about before that you really enjoyed or something you'd like to hear more of? That's what that group's for, y'all. You can communicate right to us. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me or Aaron is just to post in that group and tag us there. So, yeah. One mm-hmm. more thing, John. I yeah. forgot. We had that post for the gear, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And then we had another post um, from JD, who's been with us from the beginning, yeah. and he's, uh, I believe, over in Canada. Yep. And he's been, uh, he just finished his like first two weeks. Yeah, at a school. At a, at a school. An he posted school. a video, you know, kind of finishing that up. So, very uh, cool stuff. Yeah, thanks for posting that, JD, and make sure, man, you give us some more updates. I want to see more. Yeah, absolutely. I love to see more for sure. Heck yes. All right, guys, let's talk about it, okay? I hear it all the time. How do I stay motivated in the gym? And here's the thing, guys. Motivation, it's fleeting, all right? That feeling you get when you are just ready to, like, conquer the world that you refer to as motivation, it's never going to last. You are going to be spending most days not wanting to work out or train, all right? That's just how it is. So how do you stay consistent in those tough times? And um, for some of us, The very fact that working out takes you closer to your dream of becoming a pro wrestler is enough, all right? That that should be a big, great motivator for you. That takes me closer to my dream, okay? Um, You can't have one without the other, right? If you're going to be successful in the ring, you have to be present in the gym. The wrestling dream is is one way to keep that motivation going. So um, physical appearance is another. Looking in the mirror, seeing progress, it's a great motivator. But... Are there any others? Okay. So are there other ways to track progress and keep interest in the gym, you know, aspect of pro wrestling beyond just the way that you look, your aesthetics? And the answer is absolutely yes. As a matter of fact, most people would say that me, 
I'm talking about myself, have a pretty solid aesthetic look for a pro wrestler. Um, more so when I was actually wrestling than now, but even still now, I think I could I could stand confidently in a ring and you know in wrestling gear and not be afraid that I look like I'm untrained. I can stand amongst the crowd and not blend in physically. Um, I do not train for aesthetic reasons. I mean, that is a wonderful, awesome, super pleasant, and wanted byproduct yeah. of the style of training that I do and that I did during my time as a wrestler, um, that I still do to this day. Um, but I have set performance standards for my body that I expect myself to be capable of 365 days a year, regardless of whether I'm cutting weight, gaining weight, training to be a runner, training to be a CrossFitter, training for a powerlifting competition, or just not training for any specific sport at all, just training to train. Because yeah. just training for life, you yeah. could say. There are standards that I've set for myself that I want to be able to hit all year long. And sometimes, let me be clear, sometimes part of the standards way harder than others to do like if i'm in a if i'm in a cut and i'm trying to lose weight and i have to do the super strength standards they're tough they're really tough but i can still do them all right and that's important to me it keeps me going keeps me motivated keeps me passionate about the gym um before i go into what those actual specific standards for myself are which by the way i want to just hit you with right now they don't have to be your standards. Right. This is not the ones I'm talking about specifically for pro wrestlers. I just want to give you examples of what I do. Um, but I do have some standards I think all pro wrestlers should be able to uphold as well. Yeah. But first off, I'm going to define to you two types, two, two primary types of motivation. All right? So first off, you've got extrinsic motivation. And that's the drive to perform certain behaviors based on external factors like you know praise from others, recognition, money, all those things that you get from pro wrestling, right? Praise from the fans, recognition from the fans, your peers, from the media, things like that, um, and money from being an actual professional. I know that those are the things that we all want to be considered a pro wrestler, and it's true, you, you do want and need those, but those things can be really tough to come by. And this one, you know, this one can lead to frustration a lot of times. Yeah. It's much harder to measure this one progressively in like a short-term window, all right? Just because you have maybe not been offered praise or recognition doesn't mean that you aren't necessarily deserving of it yet. And that's frustrating for a lot of guys that are like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. What am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting the praise that I want? And it's sometimes it's, it's not necessarily your fault. Maybe it is like where you're at sometimes, you know, maybe, but like just because you're not getting it yet doesn't mean that you won't get it soon or that you don't deserve it. Okay. So that's a frustrating thing. It makes people want to stop right there. And just because you haven't yet made more money doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path just now. I mean, right. extrinsic motivation works very well. Like when you start to get those things, oh, does it work so yeah. well? But typically it has to be measured in years and not just weeks. Therefore, there is a huge risk of losing all motivation and even just giving up. So guys, I'm going to give you some ways, hopefully, that can help you stay motivated beyond those, those wonderful things that we want, yes. But now let's talk about intrinsic motivation, all right? The drive to execute behaviors that are driven by internal or personal rewards. Right. So this is internal things, guys. This is where I want you to start devoting most of your attention when it comes to training as a pro. Here, you have the ability to set measurements that can be seen immediately and progressed swiftly over days and weeks of dedication, not just months and years, all right? So things like, I mean, simple things, guys. How many push-ups can you do in a minute? How heavy a weight can you squat? These are driving factors that will lead to much more success as motivators inside the gym. And, you know, just a little side note, like, 
I'm specifically talking about physical fitness today. That's what this podcast is about. But like these intrinsic motivators might be in real life as well. Like, like, I mean, you know, being nicer to people, holding doors open for strangers, things like that are also very motivating mm-hmm. um, that you don't necessarily need praise for. These are just things that are important to you to do. So, but let's talk about the gym, of course, because that's what we're here for. And I do want to talk about my actual standards. Okay. And I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Um, my standards do not need to be your standards. Okay. However, I do promise that these standards will lead to absolute confidence and strength and physical appearance. I mean, I, I, for me, they do at least, but these standards might not be highly specific to you as a professional wrestler. All right. The truth is they may take more effort to uphold than being a pro wrestler involved. So what I mean by that is you need to devote a lot of your attention to the things that specifically create a great pro wrestler. And if you're trying to hold just my standards that, that I do for myself now that I'm not a pro wrestler, then you might be spending too much attention on something else. Like right. you need to focus on being a pro wrestler, guys. Remember, I'm, I'm retired. I'm not focusing on that anymore so I can put more effort. But I just wanted to give you examples. So like we've mentioned in the past, um, certain areas can have diminishing returns. I don't necessarily think that having a a heavier and heavier deadlift plays a specific role in making you a better pro wrestler. All right. Uh, I, there's, there's an argument to the fact that pro wrestlers don't even have to do necessarily a straight up barbell deadlift. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to talk about that some more here in a little bit, but I want to talk about some of my standards and I'm going to start with my body weight standards, which I do think apply to almost yeah. all pro wrestlers. Definitely. I think this is one that any pro wrestler should really be trying to focus on. And it's a great place to start if you're going to set your own style of standards. Okay. So, um, they're a great way to start before you even touch a barbell, right? Um, if you cannot master these, I cannot recommend you attempt any of, of especially my specific weighted lifts and stuff, but let's talk about them. So first off pull-ups year round, I want to be able to do 10 perfect pull-ups. And I put the word perfect in all these descriptions because that matters to me as well. Like I'm not talking about and I've got, I've got nothing against like kipping pull-ups or anything like that as long as you're also capable of doing really strict pull-ups as well. So when I say a perfect pull-up, I'm talking about you're free hanging from a bar, your legs are not touching the ground, your arms are straight, mm-hmm. uh, completely extended, and then you put your chin over the bar. And I think that the standard for that even needs to be chin tucked into your neck. Like I want your chin down, not chin reaching straight up, but like imagine taking a tennis ball, put it under your chin and hold it against your, your, your stern or your clavicle, you know, your neck and your chin clutch a tennis ball there and then do a pull up and get your chin over the bar. That super, it makes it a lot tougher. But if you master that, then when you have to struggle out maybe five or 10 extra reps and you just can barely get your chin over the bar, those are going to feel a lot easier. Those first 10 are going to feel great to you if you can master this specific technique. So that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Hanging uh, yeah. from an arm straight all the yes. way up and then all the way back down. Yes. Hmm. And I want to talk about like, we, while we're here, let me just talk about this because this is something I've been working with other people, clients and stuff recently because pull-ups are tough for lots of people. If your body weight's heavy, they're going to be super, super tough. Um, so, you know, if people are like, well, he told me I got to get good at pull-ups, so I'm going to start doing them. That's not necessarily where you need to start. You probably need to just start with hanging from a bar and just being able to support your own body weight. Because let me, let me, so if I'm going to do 10 perfect pull-ups, that's going to take me approximately 20 to 25 seconds, probably something in that range, which means I'm going to be hanging from that bar for 20 to 25 seconds. And if you 
If I tell you you need to do 10 pull-ups and you say, okay, I'm going to try, and as soon as you grab a bar and you're hanging off of your feet, like you're like, man, this is super uncomfortable, then you're not going to be able to do it, right? If you can't hang there, so, so my, my kind of like goal for to get you started, if you want to start working on pull-ups, if you're going to be able to do 10 pull-ups in 20, 25 seconds, you better be able to hang from that bar for a full minute. Yeah. Without doing anything. No pull-ups at all. Hang from that bar for, for a full minute, get that strength, and then we'll start talking about pull-ups. Because if you're, if you're uncomfortable, the second you get on that bar, it's not happening. You're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. So you're going to be fighting your brain the entire time of like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And yeah, it does. So get stronger at actually hanging, get your grip stronger, and all that good stuff. And those rules are going to kind of apply to all these things. So yeah, definitely. push-ups, 20 perfect reps. I'm talking perfect in terms of you're, you're in a great plank position where you're in that nice straight line. When you're in motion, your arms are extended at the top, of course. And when you're in motion, your hips and your shoulders are moving perfectly together. There's basically a pivot point off of your feet to where you're just going straight down. Your chest at the bottom, your chest, your shoulders should be even slightly lower than your hips in terms of like where all the pressure is. It's all on your chest. Your hips don't dip and touch the floor as well. They stay nice and, and tight. Your core is tight. Your glutes are tight. Everything's tight. And you're working to those perfect push-ups. So straight arms at the top, all the way down at the bottom, under control. And you start this by doing things like hand-elevated push-ups, right? Put your hands on an 18, 20, 24-inch box and master those push-ups first. Drop to your knees and get your triceps stronger with some kneeling push-ups as well. And again, you are not going to get in the floor and knock out 20 push-ups if you cannot hold a plank for 10 seconds, right? Like if you can't hold a, a body weight plank for 10 seconds, why would you try to do 20 push-ups? Because that's going to take you longer than 10 seconds right there. So keep that in mind. Yep, for sure. We actually have that, and I know we'll probably touch yep. on more of this, but we have oh, that yeah. strong style program we have yes. where you're doing a push-up position plank, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons for that to get you, get you stronger. really good yep. in that position. And comfortable. Yeah. you got to get comfortable. I know planks aren't a comfortable position, but you should be able to get in them and maintain integrity for a specific amount of time. And if you're going to do 20 push-ups and that's going to take you 20 seconds or 25 seconds, you should be able to hold a plank for 45 or to a minute or so, mm-hmm. just like hanging on the pull-up bar. Yep. Squats. So I'm talking body weight squats, basically just starting at a full standing position, um, hips and shoulders in line, your feet under your hips or whatever's mostly comfortable. And then at the bottom, my hands usually come out in the front. No big deal. That's just kind of to counterbalance your weight. But your head and chest stay nice and tall the entire time. I like for my hips to drop below my 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 knees if possible. So, you know, passing, I guess the easier way to say is passing that 90 degree angle of your, your, um, your shin and your, where your, you know, where your knee is basically passing that 90 degree angle, but 30 perfect reps really to me also means like not resting. So like you are standing in a full upright position, you squat down, you come back up, takes you two seconds. And then one second at the top, you're back down. So boom, one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, just over, over, over again. You're squatting without stopping, without having to get out of breath. Um, This is one specifically, like I I tell guys that can squat super heavy that, you know, I need you to do 30 bodyweight squats. And it sounds like something easy, but it feels like they're running a marathon halfway through, right? Like there's like, I've never done 30 squats in a row before. And it's like, well, let's do it. So perfect reps again, guys, unbroken, no rest, one second pause in the top the bottom and then the on the way up positions. So that's what I mean by perfect reps. Those are my body weight standards, guys. Just just simple, easy. 10 pull-ups, 
20 push-ups, 30 squats, right? And I, I slipped up there. It's not easy. It's simple, super simple. Not easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's very simple, not easy. Um, after that, I kind of move into some conditioning standards. And, you know, every aspect of this list above and below is conditioning in one way or another. But specifically my, like, cardiovascular and running standards. These are just things that I, I know that if I can uphold these, I'm pretty confident in most conditioning aspects yeah. of training. So I like to be able to run a mile in under eight minutes, all right? And that's, that's generous for me. I, I, I like to stay around that seven-minute mark, which is tough. But run a mile in under eight minutes, um, I'm capable of in you know, one sitting. And, yes, too, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. So that's a great way to measure where you're at, like with that just fast, you know, kind of being anaerobic there a little bit, going pretty darn quick mm -hmm. to get to an eight-minute mile. Um, and then I like to have a sub 30 minute 5k, 5k is 3.1 miles. Okay. So I like to be able to finish 3.1 miles in 30 minutes or less. And I actually like, again, these are my standards. I like to sit closer to the 25 minute mark on those. It's very tough though, guys. It's yeah. very, very tough. And don't think just because you have an eight minute mile means you're going to have, you know, a uh, 24 minute 5k no way like this is not going to happen you're not going to be able to maintain that pace for that long unless you're just like a crazy conditioned uh runner like and, and we're talking to pro wrestlers here i'm not talking to just specific runners but if you have that background it's going to help quite a bit so moving on from that conditioning and cardiovascular the running aspect of it i get into the weightlifting, and here's where i overreach for the common pro wrestler in my opinion i do not think that you need to be able to uphold these specific standards i do not think you even need barbell squatting or deadlifting in your routine necessarily. We created strong style and didn't include a lot of that stuff. We don't include back squats at all. So we, we moved towards the split squat and the goblet squat as our primary dominant squat position. So I'm telling you, these are the things that I do now that I don't have to focus on being a pro wrestler. These are things that I like to do. So I like to be able to bench press with a barbell. All these things with a barbell for me. Um, I like to be able to bench press 10 reps with my body weight loaded on the bar. So I slap 200 pounds on the bar, I should be able to hit 10 reps. Quality reps, all this stuff, by the way, right. guys. I do not like the like the struggling to like pump out one little extra rep or whatever. I want quality reps where I'm controlling it down, controlling it up. Um, back squat, so barbell back squats. I like to be able to do 10 reps with 1.25 times my body weight on the bar. And since I'm I'm roughly 200 pounds. I'm probably more like 193 or so, but like I just use that 200 pound as a mark because it's super easy, right? Yeah. I can just be like, okay, I want, I want 225 on the barbell, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna squat that for uh, 10 reps, quality reps, all the way down at the bottom, all the way up to the top, taking one nice breath and going into my next rep without resting a bunch. 10 quality reps on my squat, 1.25 my body weight. Farmers carry. This one's very important to me. I love loaded carries. I love putting those in the workout. We've got them in strong style as well. But I like to be able to farmer's carry. And, you know, this is just kind of the way my brain works. Everything was 10. So I put, I could have put, you know, a minute. I could have put 30 seconds. I could have put a minute. But I put 100 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. 100 seconds of holding 1.5 times my body weight in my hands. And that's distributed evenly between each hand, right? right? So I've got uh, 250 pounds. Um, I got 125 pounds in each hand, right? That's, that's what I'm going for. Now, it would matter. It would matter to me what I'm holding. If you hand me two 125-pound um, dumbbells and ask me to walk for 100 seconds with that, I don't think I could do it. It's just too difficult to hold. But if you load that weight on, say, a trap bar 
or some farmers carry handles, mm-hmm. I can do it no problem. So what you carry actually does matter and what you have access to. I have the benefit of having access to all those things. Yeah. So in your gym, your standards might have to change just based on the equipment you have. Because if you have dumbbells, I think those are the hardest thing to hold. You might not be looking for 1.5 body weight. You might just be looking to say even your body weight out or something like that or do 75% even. Your standards do not have to be my standards, right? That do not have to be that. You don't need to reach this high on a lot of this stuff to be a successful pro wrestler. Here's the one that is specifically impossible for a lot of people, okay? Not impossible, but like it's it's like the pull-ups, right? If you are a 275, 300-pound man, pull-ups are a difficult thing for you to do. So me saying deadlift twice your body weight, you know, 600 pounds, that is an elite-level deadlift, and I don't expect you to be able to do that, all right? So elite athletes lift beyond two times body weight, but 10 reps, that's highly demanding on anybody at even a fraction of, of that weight, right? I have worked specific me. I have worked for years to maintain a strength level that allows this and a body weight that makes it possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seriously. Like if I kept my strength standards and gained, you know, 60, 70 pounds, this one would be really far out of reach. You know what I mean? Like, so I just want you to know that, yes, I like to be able to deadlift 400 pounds times 10 reps. That is the hardest thing on this entire list for me to do by far. That is the most difficult of everything I just mentioned to you to do for me, but I can still do it and I can still control the reps. Um, Also, all these things I just listed, none of these are getting done in the same day. I am not going to do that on bench press, stand up and squat, walk over there and farmer's carry, and then do those deadlifts in a row. I'm going to need – those are going to be specific days. of They might be different days of the same week. That's fine. But this, this is not a workout, guys. This is not something I need yeah, you to right. do. Boom, boom, boom. You're going to end up hurting yourself doing things like that. So now that I've given you mine just as an example, I want to talk about some standards that I think you actually should aim for. I think that those body weight standards that I gave you earlier are very ideal for pro wrestlers. And I also think that it, I'm always shocked by how few can actually perform them, right? Like, um, I know the pull-ups are hard, but doing a perfect push-up, something, Aaron, I know you have experience with, that's something that not a lot of people can do yeah. is getting into that perfect push-up position. So being able to do push-ups, being able to do body weight squats with great control, you know, you might need to start by squatting to a box, Something like that. Like anything that you need to do to get started is is fine. You do the best that you can with the best of that you've got, right? The best of your abilities thus far. So don't think that you have to immediately be able to do all of these things, but they are great goals for you to chase. Yeah, and the reason those body weight standards to have those mm-hmm. are so important because wrestling is there's so much gymnastics and yeah. you have to move your own body yeah. weight and what we call relative strength, which yes. is basically being strong for your body weight, you right. know. Um you're doing so much of that 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 has to be a standard yep. in there to be able to do that. And you can change these. I mean, sure. like you said, if you're a big guy, maybe the pull-ups isn't 10. Maybe the, mm-hmm. the pull-ups is, you know, hanging for 60 seconds. And then as you progress yes. to that, maybe it's two pull-ups and you maintain that. And right. then, you know, and it, it can go from there. So the standards do move as you get in better condition. You know, 100%. So. Yeah, they, these can adjust. Yeah. Yes. Or, or even, I would say, if you're injured and you're coming back, yes. now you got to readjust your standards to – um, with that. Right. Uh, absolutely. Always adjusting, um, whether that be you progressing and making them harder or you getting injured or, or, you know, realizing that, you know, right now you're not in the body condition to do some of these and yeah. adjusting for that. That's perfectly fine. Um, kind of the like, you know, standards you should aim for really that, that like 
we listed in strong style. So we've got strong style, our strength program, which I'm going to talk about at the very end here. But um, we call them high spots, right? And I think these are great places for pro wrestlers to start. Yeah. Um, we've got push-ups. And in push-ups, we ask you to hit 50 strong reps, resting as little as possible. Not without breaking, yeah. like, your plank, but just doing just 50 reps at the end of your workout. 50 reps is, I think, it's just as fast mm-hmm. as, you know, as yep. fast as possible. Good reps, not... Good reps, yeah, yeah absolutely. Emphasize that, but good quality reps. Always, you know, yeah. As you can. That is a great place for pro wrestlers to work towards being able to do 50 push-ups in a single sitting, um, resting as you need to. Like that, That's a great way to progress that you can track. Like If the first week, you write this stuff down, guys. You, you could only do, you know, you had to break it up into, you could do 15 perfect push-ups before you had to rest. And then when you came back, you did 10. And yeah. then when you came back, you did five more. And then you had to just keep doing fives until you were done with right. your 50. And then the next time you do that test, maybe you're able to start with 15 and then maintain the 10, 10, 10, 10 until you get to 50. Like, that's a great way to measure it as well. You can yeah. progress just by measuring things like that. In Strong Style, we also ask you to farmers carry 50% of your body weight for 30 to 60 seconds, somewhere in there. So holding half your body weight and walking under motion for 30 to a minute, that is a great standard that I think all pro wrestlers should uphold. Mm-hmm. You should be able to lift up half of your body weight. So I weigh 200 pounds, so I should be able to grab a 50-pound weight in each hand mm-hmm. and walk for 60 seconds. Right. I can absolutely do that. That's a great one to, to hold. That's a great way to measure your strength, and you can progress that one over the weeks. Like, So first you start with a, a 25-pound dumbbell in each hand, and then a couple, uh, a couple weeks later you're adding a 30-pound dumbbell, and you're progressing. Now you got – you know, 35% body weight, 40% body weight, and suddenly you're at that 50% mark, you can see that progression pretty darn quick over the course of a yeah. couple months. Um, the big one that I've talked about a lot, we've talked about on here, I've posted about a lot online, is the goblet squat test. This is a very important one to me. It's also the most difficult one that I'm going to talk about today, but this is one, I mean, that I want you to uphold at least. Um, I want you to do your absolute best on this goblet squat test, but what we ask of you is you hold a dumbbell or kettlebell that is 50% of your body weight for one unbroken set of maximum reps. And the minimum that I would really like for you to be able to achieve is 25. And that's tough, guys. That is very tough. So imagine I am a 200-pound man, and I hoist up a 100-pound dumbbell, Mm -hmm. and I squat for 25 reps without resting. That's very tough, guys, but it's super, super crucial. I think that's a great way to test whether or not you're ready to have those longer, more physically demanding matches where you're taking tons and tons of bumps. Can your spine actually take it? This goblet squat test is a great test for your thoracic spine ability to maintain that that rigid posture that you need when you're in a pro wrestling ring and also just the way that you're going to be moving and lifting and running and getting up and down in a pro wrestling ring. I mean, do this. Do a goblet squat test with, you know, start with much lighter. Start with 30%, 40%, 45% of your body weight and tell me that you don't feel like you just had the hardest pro wrestling match of your life after you're done with it if you do more than 25 reps for sure. And um, just to explain, because I don't know Mm -hmm. uh, if we did it well enough a while ago, but uh, on that strong style program, the Mm -hmm. high spots are programmed in every week. So every week you have a high spot, which is basically a challenge for you to – uh, you know, John mentioned about the uh, motivation. Yeah. So you have aesthetic motivation, right? Yep. You know, look how you're looking in the mirror. But for sure, having these little kind of goals set in your programming will help you to get to those aesthetic goals, right? And then uh, give you little kind of mini wins throughout the program to Absolutely. keep you going back. So what those high spots do is, you know, say if we go back to the push-ups, you're trying to get you know 50 push-ups mm-hmm. as quick as you can. 
and then say you get it in three minutes, right? And then yep. you go back, and then you know you got it in uh, two minutes and forty nine seconds. That's progress. So that, yeah. yeah, that it, it gives you a goal, and it can give you a win. Uh, hopefully, in the programming there, and we do that with the push ups and the farmers carries yep. and the gobble. All of that's programmed in there, so you have those high spots to be able to challenge yourself, so you can stay focused and yes. motivated in your programming. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just great ways to measure your progress, like in real time as you go along. So yeah. keep that in mind, guys. And they're all programmed in there. So, kind of my final takeaway from today um, should be that, like, looking in the mirror daily and hoping that you know your biceps have magically grown four inches, your abs have suddenly appeared. That's not really a way to stay motivated, guys, because it's not going to happen. It's going to discourage you. It's going to yeah. frustrate you. Well, and those don't happen overnight. Yes, so those take time. They do, and it's frustrating. I know, but. That's the way it is, okay? It's okay. You want that hard work because that's how, what builds character and builds lasting results as well. So, you know, being bored with your standard arm day, leg day, back day, that's a hard way to stay positive about the gym as well. Set standards of performance for yourself that translate to your sport, which is pro wrestling, guys. Yeah. That is your sport. That's what you're working towards. So focus less on what your body looks like and more on crushing those standards that you set for yourself or let us help you set standards for you as yeah. well. And one day... You will look in the mirror and you're going to say, wow, you know, I've done it. I've got it. I'm there. And it was just by focusing on things like how many push-ups, how fast can I get 50 push-ups done? Right. You know, how, how many goblet squats can I get without, before I have to set the weight down? So like we've mentioned multiple times, Strong Style is our strength training program that we wrote for professional wrestlers specifically. You can go to www.howtobecomeaprowrestler.com. Dot com and you can check out Strong Style right now. You can go to our Facebook group and you can speak to people that have been doing Strong Style for weeks and that have that have finished the twelve. It's a twelve week program, right? Guys that have finished the twelve weeks immediately restarted it and used their new numbers, their new strength, right? So like we ask you to do certain percentages sometimes and certain number of reps right and so once you get done with strong style you're going to be stronger yeah. and when you restart it the fact that you started with 135 pounds on week one now that you're on week you know 13 hmm. you're going to start with 165 pounds maybe you know because right. you're stronger now so that's the goal you can check that out how to become a pro wrestler.com check out strong style check out our facebook group where you can talk to people that have been going through it yeah. so Absolutely, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love talking about this strength stuff. It's super important for you, and it's super valuable information that I want to give to you because I, I think that the gym is just something that that people I don't know. I don't. They overcomplicate it. They overthink it. They fear it. I don't know what it is. It's all those things combined. Yeah. I'm sure. I, um, I, yeah. Yeah, and th this sounds funny now because we just promoted a yeah. uh, uh, online strength program right, right, here right. at the end. Right. But there is so much stuff online that is confusing. Yeah. Yes, and, and you're hearing for so many voices, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, do this or do that." Yep. You know, um, you just had the Liver King thing where you yeah, know, yeah, guys, yeah, not on steroids, well, it is on steroids. It is on steroids. You know? yeah, so, like, yeah. who do you believe? You know, all that kind of stuff. Do I believe Joe Rogan? Do I believe right. him? Who do I believe? Um, but. You have to be focused, and I just want to say this. I really appreciate yeah. the guys that have done the program and oh, girls yeah. that have done the program oh, yeah. and trusting us. And I hope that uh, you know y'all can get on there and look at that and know that we're going to set you up yes. to, for success. 
I think I'm, I'm hoping that from listening to this podcast, you know, joining the group, they've developed an amount of trust in us to where they will do that because we wrote this program for pro wrestlers. So that's yeah. what we want. And because we know there's so much like crap out there that you don't know what to listen to. Well, I'm telling you, this is for pro wrestlers. That's what we want. That's who we want to use it. So check it out, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. No wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.